I need you to listen to this for me. Like we're friends, and and I feel like this could really help you if you listen to this podcast episode. She read some Harry Potter fan fiction, and that's not that's not clean stuff. I know what goes on on those websites. Like they'll give somebody like a three piece suit and a pocket watch or something, and you're like, what do you mean? This is his new look. How could that be his new look? You know, someone turns a corner to their cat, and the cat says, "Well, ha!" Like a southern gentleman, and I love that. Hello, and welcome to People You May Know, the special Last of Us edition. I have recorded three bonus episodes with three different guests where we discuss The Last of Us Part Two. In this first episode, we do start with a lot of conversation about the first game, and we talk about the story and how we felt about playing it and some comparisons between the two games. And then the next two episodes will be much more focused on the second game. In this episode, we do play a Would You Rather style game about The Last of Us Part Two that I think is pretty fucking fun. I have different versions of that game in the coming two episodes as well. So today is September 26th, which is the outbreak day from The Last of Us games. So it's a significant date. I thought this was the perfect day to stop procrastinating and to put out one of these fucking episodes. I was initially planning on editing all three episodes together into one, but that would make it like over three hours long. And I mean, I'm not Todd Glass. No one wants to listen to me talk for three hours. So I'll just be releasing them one at a time. And it's up to you if you listen or not. I know I only have like four friends who play the game, so... (laughs) I'm not expecting a huge turnout here, but I simply needed to talk to people about this game, and I knew I couldn't convince my friends to get on the phone for two hours and talk about a game if I wasn't recording it and releasing it. I mean, I I couldn't convince myself to do it, I guess is more the truth. (laughs) So my guest on this first episode is Andrew, or as I like to call him, British Andrew for reasons I will never disclose. I'm not going to go on and on at you about The Last of Us because we talk enough about it in these episodes, but I will say that I absolutely love horror games and The Last of Us is my favorite. I've played it so many times I can't even tell you, and I think about playing it constantly. I don't think I will ever stop. (laughs) You'll hear a lot more about my thoughts and opinions on The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2 and how they compare. And just keep in mind that The Last of Us Part 1 is like my baby. So when someone messes with me, baby, I'm panicking about the change. So if I have complaints about the second game and you loved every moment of it and don't feel the same way, That's totally understandable. I just, I have a weird desire for the second one to be so close to the first one that I am practically just wanting to play the first one again. So take my criticism with a grain of salt and welcome to the show. First, we are going to talk about the first Last of Us game because you just got done playing that recently. So I feel like it's fresh in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. About a month ago, I think. Okay, so 
Let's talk through that game. First of all, what did you think about it overall? I thought it was good. Uh, it's kind of it's it's more horror than I expected. I thought it was going to be action shooter, third person shooter kind of thing, but there is really? quite scary. I thought in time. Yes. No, but I mean it's very scary. But I'm surprised that you thought it wouldn't be like horror like. Well, I played the Un- Uncharted games, which seems similar. Yeah. Which is a lot of you know running and hiding behind cover and stuff. But okay. uh, yeah, this was much slower and scarier. Yes. Well, yeah. It's not. It is kind of weird that they like Naughty Dog also makes Uncharted and like Jack and Daxter or whatever that is. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. Okay. It just seems weird that they would make all of those games because yeah, you do kind of go. Like, it has some similarities with Uncharted, I think, in, like, how it's, like, cinematic at times. Mm. They really go a lot with the story and, like, big set pieces and stuff that sometimes looks cool to watch. But then on replay, you're like, I don't want to walk through the desert for three minutes again. Which was in one of the Uncharted games. I don't know if you played that one. I have. Yeah, do you remember the desert part? I think it was three, maybe. I think it was three, yeah. I just remember when I played that, all I thought was, okay, if I play this game again, I'm going to be so annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we get it! So I'll walk through the desert! But I think the first Last of Us does a really good job at letting you, um, like, jump, skip through some of those scenes. Like, any cut scenes you can easily skip if you've played it already. There isn't really a lot of downtime. So what was the scariest part of Last of Us for you, the first one? I'm trying to think now because if I don't, if I'm not seeing something in front of me, I immediately forget it. I'm sort of a baby <laughs> in that way, so I'm ne- never good at remembering stuff in games or films. But no object permanence. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Peekaboo, Andrew. <laughs> Whoa, your your screen just turned black. It's. Uh, I'm trying to think what this. I think generally, the the sneaking around them while they're still clicking nearby. I think, is it the first, I think it's the first one, maybe it's the DLC, where you're sneaking through a university dorms, and mm-hmm. then eventually, or labs maybe, and then eventually you go down and there's the, the new type of enemy you haven't, like the big bloater guy. Yes. fire for the first time, or you can set him on fire. That was the scariest part. That part is terrifying because you don't know what to expect. You mm. jump down into that hole like a Silent Hill sort of like risk-taking endeavor. Because I don't know if you've ever played Silent Hill, but they make you like reach your hand into like, oh, there's like a hole in the door, like reach your hand in. <laughs> or there's a toilet that's clogged. Maybe see if something's in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like it's that sort of thing where they're like, jump in this hole. I don't know. And yeah, there's just a thousand clickers mm. and a bloater, and it's terrifying. And yeah, their little noise is so creepy, so mm. incredibly creepy and like bug-like. Yeah, it's a very good enemy design. That's uh, yes. No one else has really done it. They're not quite zombies, but they're it's very, very much scarier than a zombie, I think, because they're kind of yes. deformed somehow. It's well, and because creepy. there are more traditional zombies in the game right and those are Mm. just like oh those are the normal enemies they're not that scary but then when you get to the different levels and classes of zombies they're like oh yeah the clickers are absolutely 
the worst. Although the bloater is just like a much deadlier clicker, or I don't know if I'd say deadlier, I guess you can't be, but giant, <laughs> big fat clicker. I don't yeah. know what you'd call them. Yeah, it's much more of what you'd expect, like a boss, mini boss kind of guy. Yeah. But I think just the regular clickers are the scariest. So they jerk around and stuff. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <Not good. laughs> okay. And then I also think uh, another scary part because of the clickers is when you go into the subway area and there's all of the clickers filling that area. I think it's like the first time you have to deal with a lot of clickers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's earlier on in the game. And apparently you don't remember it. So. <laughs> Subway. I, I, would, I was thinking of the... I'm thinking of maybe the sewers bit, but that's kind of later on in the game. I'm trying to think of the subway. Oh, the sub... Oh. Yes, yeah, well, you're going through the trains. Uh, maybe I don't remember it very well. I played the first part of it ages ago and then stopped for a long time. Oh. And then I came back to it before 2 was released and finished it. So I played oh. like 75% of it recently. But the okay. first first chunk was a long time ago (laughs) that part's not fresh sorry Uh, (laughs) that's okay (laughs) oh when you are joel and sam the younger brother guy yes when joel and sam get get trapped and they have to go through that area with the stalkers the ones that hide the shy guys (laughs) oh yeah yeah i think that's the sewers I'm, i'm thinking of Maybe. Oh, okay. I'm remembering a bit where you're on a beach and you go through some sort of like big storm yes. drain. Is yes. that the bit you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was scary, especially the, the big fight at the end where there's like a whole room full. Yes. I died many, many, many times playing that part on like, especially once you get to the harder difficulties where anybody can kill you effortlessly. <laughs> I remember having to play that a lot, a lot, a lot of times. But the last time I played it, it was, I was done in like two seconds. Because some of the the annoying part of that is that you're fighting these guys, so you're facing them. But behind you is the door that you're waiting to get opened. And unless you keep looking at the door, you won't notice that it's open because you're caught up in the fight. So you might be fighting like a lot longer than you actually have to. (laughs) Because that happened to me once I remember like dying. And then like as they're showing like the scene where I'm dying, I see the door like open. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> I think I I kind of it was quite easy for me because I'm I only play on normal because I just want to see the story and uh, I'm very I always check every corner to see if like for collectibles and stuff so uh, I played most of the game having loads of bullets which I think changes it a bit because it makes it much easier and you don't feel as threatened but uh, that bit I died quite a few times but then eventually I kind of cheesed it. I stood behind a table or something, and they they came to me one on one. So I kind of didn't feel like I was doing it the real way. But uh, <laughs> well, that's yeah. what's fun. Like I feel like if you like it enough, playing it on a harder difficulty is like a really different experience because you can get yourself like totally fucked. Like the game does help. Like if you use all your bullets, the game will be like okay, here are more, but you're really not supposed to be used. This is a hard difficulty, <laughs> but they just don't let you run out. But if you don't run out, if you have any bullets, they will not give you any. So it's like you almost have to be reckless with them a little bit to get any more. But I I always start playing games on 
normal or maybe even easier than that, depending on the game. But if it's really, really good and the controls are really good, I like to play on a harder difficulty. But most games I don't think have that sort of control where if you go to a harder difficulty, it's fun. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember playing Bioshock and even the normal difficulty, I'm pretty sure I had to go down to easy because it was just impossible and not fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing, or oh, I've just, just played Ghost of Tsushima. And uh, it's it's good. I've been playing it on normal, but I definitely think if it was any harder, if I was dying, I would be annoyed because of the camera and, and oh, I pressed it and it didn't register and stuff. So, yeah, if, I can I can understand that if if it's if it's challenging you, then then you would want it harder. But if it's just like a problem with the controls or something, you don't want to increase that. So. Yes, totally. Or like some games, like the difficulty can change, like depending on who the designer is. So sometimes a game being more difficult means the AI are, characters are smarter. So like mm. the zombies might catch you more easily or you're, you know, if you, you have to move even more softly for the clickers not to hear you or something like that. Um, but other games are just like, oh, it's harder. So now you have to shoot this enemy eight times instead of four mm. times. And it's like, that's not really fun. Usually I don't want to just yeah. shoot the crap out of a normal zombie. Like that's annoying. And it doesn't really, I mean, I guess it could make sense. In real life, you probably would have to shoot a zombie quite a few times. Mm. The other scariest part in the game was when you have to start the generator and it attracts all of the zombies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're right. You have to go and find that, that to get a hotel key card or something, and then yes, that you're talking about. That is that was very scary. As soon as you start it, they run at you. Yes, and you know, like I'm creating this mm. change, and it just makes it so scary that you're like you're responsible for all these guys coming after you, and and then of course there's a bloater involved. So that's even more scary. And he will, if he finds you, he rips your face in half. So it's it's scary to see. But that part also, I used to sometimes have someone play for me because it would just made me too scared. But now I've found a really good way to beat it that's not so scary. So this last time I played it, I got through it in about 30 seconds. It was the same, like probably faster than that. It was so great. <laughs> it's just effortless. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. I remember that section. It might be the first time that you, the first time that you meet some sort of enemy, or the first time that you're in a really like infected place with all the stuff growing on the walls and things. I can't remember, but uh, it definitely felt like, oh, this is different from the other sections. Mm. Yeah. So let's also talk about the story of the first game because that'll lead us into talking about the second game okay so it starts with just joel and his daughter before the zombie apocalypse or whatever you might call it takes over and of course his daughter dies tragically Very, very sad moment. Very sad moment. Very well done. And then it jumps forward to, is it 20 years later, I think? And it's still focused on Joel, but now he's got a girlfriend. I don't know. Their relationship is ambiguous. We don't really know. 
Tess. And then she dies tragically. (laughs) 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 While trying to transport Ellie, who they've discovered is this very special person who cannot be infected. She was bitten and she is not a freaking zombone. So now they know she's got some sort of special special chemistry in her body. She's got a special juice. (laughs) She's got special juice. (laughs) Then they go to a town. They go to a town with Bill. I remember that. Oh my God, Bill. This freaking meatloaf looking motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) What happens after that? Then they meet the brothers. Yes. I think after that. Oh my gosh. And and what happens with the brothers? Uh, one of them they, dies tragically. They both Actually, both tragically of them die. die. That's true. Yes. Very sad that the mm-hmm. the little brother gets infected. Mm-hmm. Big brother then has to shoot him. Can't take it, shoots himself. Not a great experience. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what did you think of their their dynamic the brothers i thought it was okay i i thought at first they were father and son but i suppose maybe you're supposed to think that or definitely much more like paternal than than fraternal but mm-hmm. yeah i guess that would make sense if you know he was having to protect him in the zombie apocalypse but yeah yeah i thought they were i thought they were good i wasn't that connected to them i don't know really yeah. wow see now i i did think that the older brother wasn't like super likable just because he was a little too controlling for me. Um, Like when he wouldn't let him get a toy, he's like, no, (laughs) we don't take things that aren't ours. (laughs) It's like, let him get the fucking robot toy. But then of course, Ellie steals it and gives it to him. Very cute. Can you steal when everyone's dead? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Is it stealing? I don't know what you'd say, but she sneaks it. She sneaks it to him. So yeah, I definitely felt like, the the game does a good job at making characters not totally likable. You're never like, oh, wow, this person is like saint-like, except a little bit Joel and Ellie. But all the side characters always have their own issues going on. Even Joel's daughter was a bit of a little bitch. <laughs> 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 no, JK, she was nice. Uh... <laughs> There is another good good moment that you have when you're in that group of four with the brothers, where I keep calling them the brothers because I only remember Sam's name and I don't remember the older brother's name. I don't know. I never remember his freaking name. Uh, and I meant to Google it before we did this, but I didn't. <laughs> but you, the part where you have to go through all of those houses yeah. and avoid the sniper rude sniper i did not like him that part's hard yeah that was that was pretty hard i again in the end like whenever it got difficult i would just kind of find a way to Mm. kind of do it in a gamey way not a realistic way which i always feel a bit bad about but so wait what what was the gamey way i think i just snuck down an edge of the map and uh, okay just kind of made it so it was very difficult for him to get me but it was yeah that's a good uh that's a good section, especially the bit before the, like the sniper field where you're just sort of looting the houses. Yes, that's, that's very fun. Because that's, I mean, that's what you'd want to do in real life, right? That's kind that's of looking people's dream. bedrooms and stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. And there <laughs> always are like little notes and stuff that you find. I do like that. I feel like they do a really good job in the first game with the notes. They're very interesting. They have a lot of very uh, tragic stories told through the notes people leave for their loved ones. Okay. So then after Sam and his brother, <laughs> his older brother, whose name I do not recall, Ellie and Joel are alone again. The main thing that they're doing where they've met these different people, Bill and the brothers, is trying to get to the fireflies who are supposed to be able to create a cure using Ellie's blood or whatever. So that's the whole reason that they're traveling around and getting themselves into trouble. Yeah, he's trying to find his his brother, I think, who he thinks is in the fireflies. Uh, yes. So they start by looking for the brother. They find his brother. At the dam. At the dam with his damn wife <laughs> <laughs> and his damn horse. That is a joke from, I believe it's Vegas Vacation, Randy Quaid. They go to visit a dam and everything he says is a damn something. That's pretty good. So I'm ripping off Randy Quaid now, just in case you were wondering. I'm an honest joke thief. And then his brother is able to give them some guidance on where the fireflies might be. I think initially he he wanted his brother to take Ellie, but then Ellie was like, no, you're like my daddy. I want you to take me. And he was like, you're not my fucking daughter. He was really kind of rude about it. But then he does decide to take her. Good He's a hard ass, but he does also have a heart of gold. After the dam, they go to the place they think the fireflies are going to be. They're not there, and that's when they have this fight. Joel gets injured, and Ellie has, just falls on a spike, which I thought was quite—I didn't expect. I thought it was quite good. Yes, a, bit of a twist in the story. And uh, and did you think Joel was dead when you're first playing as Ellie? I didn't. Mm, I didn't think so because he's the main character. He's not going to die, right? Mm-hmm. I never like felt it was really going to happen. I thought that he died the first time. I actually wasn't playing it when I first saw that part my boyfriend at the time was playing it so it kind of did ruin that for me but <laughs> but i i thought okay so i guess they just killed this guy which could happen you know it's like game of thrones sort of universe anybody could die at any point no one is safe and uh so yeah she saves him drags him on a horse off somewhere and mm-hmm. uh then i think it's three months later or something and she's on her own or working alone uh, to get some food for him. And it starts with her tracking and killing a deer, which I really don't like that part. <laughs> <laughs> and when I played it recently, I noticed that the first time you shoot the deer, and maybe it depends on where you shoot it, I, I really don't know. It's like licking its wound and limping it's just too sad i'm like no you guys probably did research for this but actually what is it like if you shoot a deer with a bow and arrow like no no they put a real deer in the mocap studio and just shot it down (laughs) oh so sad i want it to be like very cartoonish and not at all real just where you shoot the deer and it goes <laughs> and then falls over and its eyes turn into X's, but like that's it. And it looks like a stuffed animal, just like hup, and then fall straight back. So then she meets David. Tell me about David. Okay, well, at first he seems charming. Very mm-hmm. nice guy. 
Seems like he's got a group nearby, wants to take them back. He's very helpful, offers to trade some medicine for uh, for the deer. But uh, maybe he's not as nice as he seems. Uh, maybe. We will find out. But yeah, they have a power fight. It turns out that she's that she he had a gun or she had yeah she took his gun because she had the drop on them and she's mm-hmm. like oh, throw your guns away it turns out he had a gun so we think oh actually he's he didn't try to attack her he's might be trustworthy and mm-hmm. then they get attacked by the infected and they fight together which bonds you with what's his name david Yes, it bonds you with David because mm. those fights are intense. That's, I mean, a lot, especially when you move from the initial little cabin area inside mm. and you have like the big fight with like a, a thousand guys coming in through the windows and stuff and oh, the, yeah, and the bloater shows up. That's like, yeah, you feel like, okay, this guy's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like this guy. <laughs> the fight's over. They do trade... They do. I think they do do the trade, or maybe they don't. Either way, eventually, Ellie gets uh, taken back to David's camp, knocked out and taken back. Mm-hmm. And she wakes up and uh, is locked up. And I think he is... I think that's when maybe she finds out that uh, they're eating people. <laughs> so, yes. They're <laughs> cannibals! That's the worst thing you can be in a post-apocalyptic movie or whatever in in a post-apocalyptic story the cannibals they are demonized (laughs) and honestly who wouldn't eat people in this situation if you're not eating people you're a fool you're not gonna at least try it (laughs) i mean there's plenty of supermarkets full of stuff or half half full you can you can scavenge stuff you don't need to eat people just yet years andrew Oh, you're a fool. You are a fool. You are not considering <laughs> turning to cannibalism in this world. I don't know. I think it's a bit too soon still. For the world, the way that the world is presented, it seems like you can you can find stuff if you look around. Mm. They should have planted some potatoes or something. I don't know. They don't need to eat. They don't need to eat. Poor little Ellie. Yeah. And, and what's strange is that David also seems to be a pedophile, I think. <laughs> I think he likes Ellie. Yeah, because they say, oh, he's got a new little pet or something. They, you know, some of his people refer to it in a, in a weird way. And he, and he can be very creepy with her. So they definitely give off the pedophile vibe for him. But but they don't explicitly say that. Yeah, they, they weren't sure that cannibal was enough. So they got to put a little extra in there. <laughs> yeah. make, sure, make sure he's the real real big bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that he is voiced by Nolan North, who is the voice of Nathan Drake from Uncharted. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. These voice actor people are incredibly talented. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you fight David in the steakhouse. This is. Fight. It's my nightmare. How did you, how do you feel about that sort of thing where you have to hide from the villain and sneak around and hope he doesn't hear you? If he hears you, he runs up to you and yeah. stabs you or shoots you. I was very confused at first by the fight because it seems like you can't you can't win if you try and run up to him. He just it does a cutscene and he grabs you and kills you. Yeah, uh, and I was 
wondering why, because you're in this burning steakhouse and there's lots of plates on the floor that crunch when you walk over them. And I thought, oh, there's just lots of detail. But the plates are actually how you win the fight. You have to make a noise to draw him over. Meantime, go and hide somewhere and then sneak up behind him once he's checking out the noise. And it took me a while to work that out. I never did that. That's so (laughs) interesting. Okay, because the plates, maybe that is the intention of the plates, but I thought the intention of the plates was like, don't step on them because then he's alerted and knows where you are. Because uh, whenever I play it, I sneak around and just eventually go up behind him. But that's very interesting. I feel like you're incredibly brave to get David to come near where you are. That is, wow. Because I can't, I can't play that fight anymore. I've done it enough time. It's fine. I know how to do it. Great. We've proved that. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a fake gamer girl. I've played it. Okay. But now, if if when I get to that part, I make Sean do it or whoever, anyone who's around who will do it. You are now doing this for me. I think it's the best fight. I think it's because it's got a little twist because you have to work out how. I think that's really good. No, it's a very good fight. I can't. I don't like being chased. I don't like hiding. I'm not even kidding. When I played hide and seek as a kid, when someone like started to find me, I would just come out. I'd go, I'm done. You got me. Great. We're done. (laughs) Now we're done with that part. The part where you're chasing me, we're done. (laughs) I can't remember if you have any weapons in that fight or not. I think when you... You have, I think, maybe your little pocket knife, possibly. I think I I definitely think you have the knife because when you, because it takes a couple of times for you to get him, like in the end. Yeah, I think you have to stab him with your little knife, and then after you stab him, I think maybe the first time he brings out a machete Mm. because at first he has a gun, and then you're like, oh, oh, yeah, you end up smashing his face in with the machete, which is just great. You just jump, and they don't show it. I think that's the worst part. I'm like, can we not see his bloody face? Hello, what is this, a game for babies? Show us his bloody face! (laughs) There is another part in the game. They head to a second place. People are there, and they go, oh, good, Ellie's here. We're going to cut open her brain and kill her to make a cure. (laughs) (laughs) And and Joel's like, oh, fuck, no. And he kills every person in the fucking hospital. He kills the surgeon. Uh, which will come into play in Last of Us 2. And he kills every other person who's trying to stop him from saving Ellie. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And I know that we're supposed to think there's some sort of sadness to this. It's kind of, oh, it's kind of bittersweet. He saves her, but she's like, what really happened in there? Why Why are we not there anymore? Because she was put under anesthesia or whatever. So she didn't know they were going to kill her. And she didn't know that he murdered everyone, including her friend Marlene, to get her out. But I was like, who gives a shit? <laughs> it's like, I don't care that she's like questioning it. That doesn't, that's not bittersweet to me. That's sweet. It's just sweet. Yeah, she's 14 or something. Who, who cares? She doesn't get an opinion. I'm her dad type. Yeah. Dads make the rules, right? Come on. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> So then at the end of the game, they're kind of walking to go back to live with Joel's brother, Tommy, and his whole community. And that's where the second game starts off. Mm-hmm. So we will then get into the story of the second game. But first, I have a little game. Okay. Game. 
about Last of Us 2. Okay. Who would you rather kiss? <laughs> a bloater or a shambler? I think the I think the bloater. Because the shamblers were, were the scariest part to me. When you first when you go into the off, first office building with all the shamblers in it. That was the the scariest moment of the game for me, trying to sneak through. Because I don't think you'd seen them before, uh, or maybe only just one. But uh, oof, not good. And you can sometimes see them peeking out behind the door and stuff. Oh, okay. You are talking about stalkers. I ah, that's what maybe what I mean. Okay, so you don't want to kiss the stalkers. They're too shy. You like a more aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> the shamblers are the ones that were just introduced in the second game. Yeah. They're the guys that spit acid or whatever. Like they explode with acid dust. Those are the shamblers. You have a big yes. fight with one in one of the flashbacks. Is that right? No, and that's a bloater. That's a bloater. Oh yeah, that is a bloater. So the shamblers are the ones that roar like lions kind of and the first time you fight one you see them like chasing after a guy in in a lab or something it's oh i know what you mean the showers yes yes when you're sneaking through yeah i know what you mean there's two of them i know the section yes so okay no i don't want to kiss them they are <laughs> no. they got all these like bumps and bubbles all over their head and stuff I'm I'm taking away from this that you just really want to kiss a bloater. <laughs> you have nothing bad to say about the bloater. <laughs> I can't, I, I, bloater's the one you fight with David uh, that drops down from the yes. ceiling. And, and the one you fight in the high three, school. Yeah. There's like quite a few of them in the first game. And he's like got like one. three big pus sacks. And if you shoot the pus sacks, he can't throw his pus at you. I remember the bloater. Okay, I don't even think I knew that. So you're better at this game than me. You're teaching I'm me game. stuff. I'm a master gamer. <laughs> but yeah, I think he's more, he's a bit, he's less scary because he's more video gamey, I think, at least in the first one. And we're imagining like, they're not going to kill you here. I'm not saying, oh, you get close to him and he'll rip your head off. Because I think you're, you may be more likely to survive if you kiss a shambler. Because yeah. yeah, you'll get acid on your lips, but you but you might live. The bloater, I don't think he's gonna pick you up. He's gonna rip you apart. But I'm it's like imagine they're tied up. You're <laughs> forcing this kiss on them. They can't. <laughs> they can't do a whole lot to you. Which one are you going with? And you're going with bloater. Me too. I'm also going with bloater. The shamblers have tomato heads. They are just disgusting. I can't. No. Fuck, Mary, kill. <laughs> Dina, Jesse, Ellie. Well, kill Jesse, unfortunately. <laughs> Probably marry Dina, I guess, because she doesn't seem quite as psychopathic. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, or she hasn't killed as many people. Maybe that's the difference. Yeah. Well, and Ellie, I mean, Ellie's all kind of fucked up by the end of this second game, and she's not reliable as a partner. She just abandoned <laughs> Dina at some point. It's like, no, she, and she's got PTSD. I don't want to deal with that. That's a, that's a lot. <laughs> all right. Fuck, Mary, kill. Mel, Owen, Manny. Okay. Mel's the pregnant, pregnant. one. Yes. Uh, okay. 
Mm, kill Manny. Marry Mel. Fuck Owen, I think. <laughs> well, Owen's not, you know, he's a cheater. What can I, I'm not marrying him. I can't do that. Yes, true. He's a cheater and he's also like a full-on pussy. And I don't say <laughs> that a lot, but like he really has a very unappealing, like whininess. I don't connect with Owen. He's such a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> Mel, I also find incredibly annoying. Mm, I really don't care for her. She's a bit of a bitch. And she's got a really unpleasant mole happening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for that. But then Manny is a real womanizer. And I, you know, that's too much. You know, he would cheat also. Of course sleeping with the weather girl and all the other people, but he is a good friend. So it's hard to say like he might be the best one to spend mm. your time with. Maybe just keep it an open relationship. Like this is not going to be exclusive between the two of us, Manny, because I know you cannot do that. So I might marry Manny. Oh God. I'm going to kill Mel. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to kill Mel. I know she's pregnant. She can take it. Um, I'll say I'll cut the baby out. Is that nice? That's nice. <laughs> I'll save the baby. Okay. Uh, and I guess, God, I don't want to fuck out. I don't want to fuck any of these people. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, okay, I'll do it, but I won't like it. Okay. okay. All right. What's a worse version of hell? Spending all of eternity playing Last of Us 2 but only getting to break car windows and practice guitar or only being able to toggle your flashlight and move dumpsters. Mm, I would rather, which is worse. I think what the worst one is moving dumpsters. I would rather smash windows. I thought that was very fun. I agree. I think smashing windows was uh, was fun, but it was pointless. And that made me mad because as a person who like when you're trying to get everything in the game, you're like, oh, good. I can smash car windows. That means I have to smash every fucking window to make sure there's not a goddamn card in there. Yeah, there's no, I don't think there's any. Yeah, maybe you have to smash. There is one window you have to smash to get into the uh, the pot room in the library, right? You have to, because you find out that you think, oh, this guy's been here. You need to get into the back room, but there's no way. So you have to smash the window and jump the window into the back. Of the. You do have to smash, I think, a fair amount of of the just regular windows yeah. and buildings, but, but not no car, windows. car windows. And showers. I think car windows, there's two that you have to. And yeah, the shower doors, so sometimes there's something in there. But yeah, of all the cars in the game, I believe I only found stuff in two of them, which is just fucked. That's just, can we just not smash the windows? I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to feel like I have to do that with every car. But, you know, that's my own problem, I guess. And practicing guitar, fun-ish. I mean, it's not like I went out of my way to do it, but when I did have to do it, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I did it twice, maybe. Once in the the first store you find and then once in the theater and it's it's cool i mean it's a very interesting way to use the touchpad but i mean it doesn't do anything it's like two minutes then you're done yeah kind of weird it doesn't do anything 
And then toggling the flashlight, of course, one of those game mechanics that you go, why, why would anyone want this? Why are you including this? I don't, I don't get their choice of making you have to do that all the time. Yeah, if there was a battery that meant you needed to turn it off, that would make sense. But it's, there's no battery, so why not just leave it on all the time if it's dark? I can handle just turning it off and turning it back on, but having to like shake the controller or whatever to get it to see again when it's just starting to mess up, I just don't care for that. And I don't, it doesn't work well anyway. And then moving dumpsters. I think they have created a dumpster moving sim with this game. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wow, have they captured the frustration of moving a dumpster in reality. (laughs) I think, I really think their team went out and was like, let's move a dumpster and see what this really feels like. And they captured it. Oh, it's actually not easy. You try to move this way and it goes that way and it won't quite we don't need this no (laughs) the point is to solve the puzzle right so i don't need the dumpster moving to be annoying (laughs) just my choice choice. (laughs) there were a couple of good ones i like the one on the slope where you have to hold the door open yeah they use the slope thing twice which i mean come on guys think of another idea but i did i did enjoy it they did a couple of puzzles like that where it's it felt like you were you were kind of solving something based on how it would make sense in real life, like the one where it drives down a slope, and you have to hold the door open. That doesn't feel like very video gamey. That feels like because the video game it wouldn't roll. And then the other one was where you're first going into Seattle and you have to throw the rope or throw the cable over the fence. I thought that was very didn't feel like that was from a video game. That felt like oh that's how I would how I would solve it in real life, and it worked. I thought that was cool. And there were a couple other rope puzzles that it took me a, a minute. <laughs> like the one where you're with Mel and there's the big boat in the middle of the room and you have to like first place the ladder and then oh, yeah. do the rope and then move the rope again or whatever. It was a whole, it was a whole thing. That one took me a little minute. And then the one where Abby is in the aquarium and she has to throw the rope up like she has to break a window throw the rope out of the window and then climb out the other window so she can climb up the rope i like that i like how they just added little little puzzle things not crazy or not like there for hours like how do i do it but just for a minute you're like huh what do i yeah fun a little bit more like Uncharted in that way, because I do feel like the first one didn't really have that puzzle element so much, but this one incorporated that a little bit more. It reminded me of Uncharted. If you had to get through one area IRL, <laughs> which would you choose? The hospital with Abby or the suburban area with the dogs and the people looking for you with Ellie? Suburban area, definitely. Do I have the skills of the people? Or is it me in that scenario? I don't think you have their skills, no. I oh, think it's just you. Just me. Then I, st- I still think the suburbs then. Both, I, yeah. for either way, I would pick the suburbs. I think the, uh, yeah, the hospital is just too scary. Yeah, and, and dealing with real people somehow feels possible versus like killing zombies. Oh, there's, there's no fucking way I'm living... Yeah zombies situation no 
They're going to be too strong. But I could kill a person, like a real life person. I could, yeah, I feel like I could overpower someone. Yeah, um, I could definitely kill a dog. Oh, I know that. <laughs> oh, I know I could I kill a dog. Easily, easily I could kill a dog. <laughs> <laughs> One shot. <laughs> I'll do it right now. I don't care. <laughs> okay, how would you rather die? Being exploded by a tripwire or falling off of the sky bridge? Tripwire. Mm. Tripwire is probably faster, right? But I guess it depends if it just because you might not die from it. But I guess in the for the question, you do die. So I would pick tripwire. But if it was, which would I rather? Which would rather happen to me? I guess I would pick falling off the bridge because it's like you're definitely going to die. But if uh, if you're definitely dying either way, I would pick the tripwire. Okay. It's quicker, instant, you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> The tripwire seems horrifying. Like if anyone's with you, that would be the most traumatic thing they could witness. (laughs) Falling off the sky bridge would be terrifying for you because you would know that that was happening. You would be aware of the fall, but I would imagine you'd die pretty quick. I don't know, but I don't know if it'd be pleasant. Like how, how much do you feel it when you're like falling and dying from whatever it is? Is it lack of oxygen? Is it the pressure crushing your organs? Like, I don't know. I didn't research this. (laughs) If you were living in this time and you had to, would you be a wolf member of the WLF or a Seraphite? Wolf, obviously they've got a whole, they've got stuff. They've got cars and, the stadium and burritos uh, the seraphites <laughs> they're just uh farmers right they're on an island they're like medieval guys i don't want now i would pick the who would ever pick the seraphites there's a there's a lot to the seraphite thing that seems not so fun there's the religion aspect the we don't use modern technology aspect the ritual sacrifice gutting people and hanging them up as a threat or whatever and and if you don't follow the rules they will murder you i guess they all have strict rules (laughs) but there's not the religion aspect to the wlf that's right i forgot you're sort of a ricky gervais type about religion (laughs) (laughs) yes that's the number one thing that decides it (laughs) oh and we never like I was kind of surprised we never learned more about the head of the religion that you keep seeing her picture, yeah. but then you don't ever really like the most you get is there's like a little newspaper clipping that you can read a portion of that says there was a woman who like survived the apocalypse because she'd saved up a bunch of stuff and maybe she was able to save a bunch of other people also. So then they like, really ad- admired her for that and i assume that's the lady who became the seraphite god or whatever but i don't know i never did i never like picked up those the messages that much but um yeah i did think because you keep seeing a picture and, and uh, abby's like oh who's that or, or something or at least like who's that and i thought oh we'll meet her and then i thought it was when abby gets captured uh, by the terrifies. I thought that was her the first time, but then it turns out it's not it's just some random terrifies. Yeah, because I think the real lady is dead. But yeah, it was weird because that lady does kind of have a similar look. 
Well, and also I can't be a seraphite. I don't know how to whistle. I really don't. I can't. I'm not capable. So they, I mean, what do they do when they're people? I assume they just hang you up and gut you if you can't whistle. If you had to murder shimmer or potato. Shimmer or potato. Which would you choose? Shimmer is Ellie's horse. Potato is Dina's baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think on on a previous episode, I have said that I would kill a baby before. Would you kill this baby? Would I kill this baby? I don't think there's anything in it to kill that baby. So I think I would have to pick the horse. But there's no cure for mankind. I guess the, that's kind of what the... the Abby's dad was doing, really, wasn't he? Sort of killing the child for a cure to save mankind. Yeah. In a way, yeah, he was very much like me. That <laughs> kind of puts the whole, whole game in a new perspective for me. But, uh, oh, God. I would pick the horse. Dogs as horses. Who cares? How are you going to kill the horse, though? Hands. Bare hands. How? How do you kill the horse with your bare hands? What do you mean? Grip. Neck. Oh my god. To choke it out. <laughs> no, oh, that male ego. <laughs> does, I forget Well, how no, that's what I'm saying. Because you say, oh, horse, but no, it's not like the horse drops dead from divine intervention or something. You need to kill this horse. So that's why I'm leaning towards potato. As much as I love potato, <laughs> as much as I love potato, baby, a baby can be easily killed. You should put them in a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Shiver? What am I going to do? I'm going to shoot him 40 times? I mean, I, I'm going to cut off his head like the freaking mountain that Game of Thrones or something? What am I? <laughs> what kind of Does skill do I have to kill horse? Does he what? die in the game? You get. Yes, he's exploded. So I guess that would be what you'd do. Tripwire. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, going into. Um... Running away, yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, I guess I would do the whole, probably a gun. Yeah. Okay. You could, I mean, if you explode him, if you put enough bombs, maybe that would be good. Also, I'm thinking maybe like a carbon monoxide situation would be a good way to kill a horse. You need some sort of gas chamber type of event. Mm. Hard to find the gas though in that, that world. It's probably already all gone. True. I don't know. Probably I would be too cowardly and I would just, I don't know, lock it in a garage somewhere, walk away, let nature take its course. Just let it starve to death. Probably. Ugh. Or maybe it will be some. I Put don't know. it in a room with zombies. Let zombies eat it. Yeah. Uh, was that worse, though, than starving to death? I don't know. At a certain point, I think if you're starving to death, you would go totally just like delusional like just uh, where you're not even there so you might not feel the pain as much but that's just a guess i really don't know i've never starved to death <laughs> <laughs> okay bear or alice which dog would you have sex with if you had to pick one <laughs> <laughs> i think you you do kill both right you definitely kill Alice, and I think you kill Bear. You kill Bear. I don't know if you have to kill Bear. I think mm. this last time I played that hospital area, I didn't kill Bear, so Bear can live. Uh, I would pick Alice. Alice seems like the best dog in terms of like the dog you would want because you're very mm -hmm. protective. So mm -hmm. I guess I would reward that in a way. <laughs> 
I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a punishment. I, it's it's hard to say. Mm. You'd be gentle with her, though. Okay, I would also pick Alice because I feel like lesbian sex with a dog is <laughs> a little less. <laughs> oh, that's true. It is, of course. Yes, I didn't even think of that. I guess it doesn't matter too much. I don't want a dog penis in me. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I know this is gonna. I'm gonna get hate mail for this. <laughs> I don't want a dog penis in me. I mentioned this at a certain point in the chat, but I never like went through this, but there's a character named, I think his name is Das Worm. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember you typing this and I Googled this to figure out what you were talking about. And I don't think I found anything. That's Worm. Yeah, there isn't. Shit. Okay, so it's it's one of the it's it's one of like the hero cards or whatever. Oh, oh I didn't look at those. Oh, I read all of them. <laughs> I mean, all the ones I found anyway. And this character is described like exactly like you. <laughs> Just like that it's, they say he's like very quiet. I think they say he talks so quietly you almost can't hear him. But then when he'll like you can die if you do hear him or something like that and they said he's also like really tall (laughs) i can't remember if there's anything else but those things i was like wow this is andrew (laughs) they put me in the game yeah they put you in the game they knew you were a fan that's what that's what okay if you could choose to bring any character back to life who would you choose jesse died and joel died and those are about the only people I can remember dying. Let's see. Manny, Jesse, Joel, Owen. Mel. See, I almost forgot about her because I hate her so much. The uh, sister, older sister of Lev. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yara. There's Whitney, the girl who very relatably is playing Evita. Oh, and yes. you kill her. Yeah, poor Whitney. I gotta pick Joel. It's got gotta happen, right? He's yeah. too. He's too good. He's the. He's the nice guy. Yeah, it's got to be Joel, probably. But Jesse, I mean, he has a baby that he could be. But they're not together anymore. And does yeah? Does he even care? That's interesting though. That they're like, are you gonna keep it? Is she keeping the baby or whatever? It's like, do you guys have abortions? <laughs> I don't know what sort of abortion technology you've been able to retain. I don't see that being very good. I do want to talk about what I feel is a fundamental flaw in the thinking of the people in this game. Mm-hmm. It is the creation of the cure and how that would save humanity. Mm-hmm. I don't agree. I don't, <laughs> I don't think the cure would save humanity at all. I don't think it would make a difference Like almost at all. It's too far gone. Like the only real thing that the cure would help, I think is when you're in a situation where you breathe in spores or something, that would be kind of cool to not have to worry about that. But otherwise, how often are you just getting bit by a zombie, but it's not tearing you apart? It's just one bite. But but there's still going to be, even if you get the cure, it's not like you're going to be able to give it to existing zombies and they're going to turn normal. There's no way that's happening. Hmm. 
those zombies are still going to be infecting the entire fucking world. And you can still get ripped apart by a zombie, even if you've been vaccinated. So I don't know that it would really make a huge difference. I think what they're doing now, just isolating in their communities and trying to be as safe as possible, that's just as good as a vaccine. Yeah, that seems like the way to to come out of it is basically just to not... Because they say that the infected eventually like die themselves, right? I mean, they sort of grow into the... You see them in buildings that they're sort of like fused to the wall because they've grown, their growth is like grown onto stuff it is it's hard to tell because i know that like once they've been sitting for so long that's Mm. how the clickers are made so it's like if you've just been a zombie forever you become an even scarier zombie so i don't know at what point like which ones fuse to the wall and if that's just like oh every once in a while they fossilize but it's not like they'll all inevitably do that i i really don't know i'm not sure i thought i thought that was how it worked maybe but uh that wouldn't really explain some of them. Yeah, it does seem like, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, a cure immunity wouldn't really matter because it's not going to make you immune from being ripped apart. And that seems yeah. like the dangerous part. So, Yeah. Yeah. There's also a thing that I think is so funny in all zombie movies where when someone gets bit by a zombie, they're always like, oh no, I'm going to turn into a zombie. Instead of being like, holy shit, being bit fucking hurts. <laughs> they're just <laughs> hiding the bite. Yeah. yeah, they're just hiding the bite like it's nothing. Like Tess has a giant bite in her neck and she's just like, like it's nothing, hiding it. And I'm like, that would be excruciating <laughs> pain. You'd be like, ah, kill me now. <laughs> but nobody reacts to the pain. So I think we should talk about the story of the second game now. Mm-hmm. So it's, it starts off again with them like living in the town with Tommy and, and everything, but it, it's a new place. It's not that weird wind factory that they lived in before. It's, it's a nice, it's a nice little town. It's the town of Jackson. Mm-hmm. I believe it's called. They got kids, they got playgrounds, they got everything you could ever want. They got bars. Homophobe. Yeah, he's a homophobe. You'd, you'd figure that those, you know, people would have kind of gotten over that sort of stuff. Yeah, you'd um, think it'd be, unite humanity or something. But yeah, It's a new, a new group to hate, who like literally want to eat you. It seems like that's okay. Yes, why are we not united against that common enemy? He's like, I'd rather my daughter was a zombie than a lesbian. <laughs> this freaking guy. So then you just learn that their new reality is that they sign up to go out on patrols where they have to check and make sure these areas are clear of zombies. If there are any zombies, they kill them with a partner and pretty early on joel and tommy don't report to their next position so ellie's like there's trouble here so she eventually finds that joel has been taken by these visitors to the area who we don't really understand why they're there we met 
Abby earlier in the game, you get to play as her, which I knew was a huge fuck you to the, to the player. I was like, oh, she's going to be bad. And we are going to be so mad that we had to play as her. But because she's never likable. I would say Abby's not a likable character. No, not really. No. Yeah. Even without her murdering Joel in just a moment, she she just doesn't have a good personality. She's like... She's like a, a frat guy, like one of those guys who's always like, you want to fucking arm wrestle me, dude? You really seriously? <laughs> you seriously think you can beat me, bro? Like, that's her personality. She's very like, uh, what? Uh, threatening in a really annoying way. Yeah. So playing as her, not my favorite thing in the world. But at the very beginning, she does, she does kill Joel. You watch her brutally murder Joel in front of Ellie. And she's like, I have a good reason. And as the player, you're like, oh my gosh, what is this reason? What did he do? Because you are told that Joel used to be Carize like a long time ago, that he did some insane things. Even at the very first of Last of Us, um, they kill someone, he like smashes a guy's face in who, who deserves it. He is another criminal type, but he doesn't deserve it so much like you're still like wow Joel's a little unhinged so I could imagine that this is some huge thing where when she was a little kid he murdered her mom in front of her for no good reason that was my thought it was going to be something really extreme because she doesn't just kill him she like beats him with a pipe until we learn later like he's pissed and shit himself and he's crying and she doesn't give a shit she keeps beating him with the pipe until he's dead even when ellie's begging her to stop so you're like wow she must have a really good reason okay that's i thought i thought from the start that it it was because the events of the first game because there's a moment where she says she's talking to owen or something and she says like oh how can you forgive what he did? Which is kind of ambiguous. It could be anything, but I thought, oh, there must be fireflies. Oh boy! Wow. See, you are you're you're better than me. I'm sorry. That's just well, I guess. I'm hard for me. <laughs> but the the real reason, which maybe we're not revealing just yet, but the the, the real probably that took me by surprise. I thought that was a very good idea to make the that connection. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, we can reveal why, I would say. Okay, so it turns out that the surgeon that Joel kills at the end of the first game is uh, turns out to be Abby's father, and that's why it's her, so, so personal for her that she has to kill Joel. Mm-hmm. And uh, the others the others are fireflies, but they're not. They're just kind of there to support her, I guess. She's the one, because sometimes they're like, oh, we should turn back or just let it go. She's the one who seems to be the driving force behind this thing. I I really don't understand where such anger, like, I mean, I've never had my father murdered before, but I don't get how she's so mad. Like, I think she could kill Joel and be justified because he did kill her dad. So she can shoot Joel or whatever. But to torture him, I didn't think was justified. I'm like, you're going overboard. He didn't, you don't even know about other things he did. He just... He shot your fucking doctor dad to save someone that he loves, a little kid that your dad was going to kill, even though, oh, in the name of science, but still like not, I just don't see how you wouldn't develop some sort of understanding of that. That's one thing that I think was missing from the game is that like over the course of the game, 
Ellie is forced to develop some sort of sympathy for Abby. And Abby develops sympathy for maybe some other characters or she she at least starts to grow a conscience i think is more what happens with abby that she's like such a piece of shit that she has to learn how to just be a normal person but she never feels guilty for what she did to joel or anything and i do think that's missing a little bit because it's like you kind of went nuts beating the shit out of him in such a slow and painful way when he did something that was I don't know. He was just trying to save Ellie. So I didn't think she was justified in torturing him, only in murdering him. Yeah, I, I thought the game kind of wanted you to make it seem like they were doing, that Abby and Ellie were, were basically as bad as each other, right? That that Abby had gone on this quest for revenge and now Ellie was doing this quest for revenge and it was taking everything from them. But I kind of thought it's not really the same. Like Ellie's quest is is like justified, like they came and killed this guy who saved her. Yes. He wasn't really, he didn't really do anything that bad. I mean, everyone, he was doing it. Every guy he killed, every firefly he killed was to save Ellie. It wasn't just like mean. Yes. And yeah, Joel saved Abby at the beginning of the game and that did influence mm. how she felt about it. Yeah, I think it's less justified. Although they both definitely like are fueled by anger and revenge which I think is one of the main reasons why this game might be less satisfying for me than the first one. The first game is all fueled by this new like bond that they have that Joel's, you know, getting over his daughter dying and trying to accept having another kid in his life that he's connecting to without being terrified that they're just going to die. So that game is all about him protecting her. And this game was just about like hatred. <laughs> so it's like not as emotionally affecting in, in a way. After Abby kills Joel, Ellie's pretty much like, well, I'm going to go murder all these fucking people. Mostly just in trying to get to Abby, right? I, I think she's she wants to kill the people that were there. And she wants to get to Abby. So she'll kill yeah. people along the way who may have information about where Abby is. So then that's what the whole game, she's just trying to find her. And she brings Dina with her and Mm -hmm. Tommy goes off on his own. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She originally was going to go with Tommy. And then it turns out that he took off earlier than her, wanted to do it instead of her. But then she's like, no way, I'm going to follow him. And that's when Dina says, well, you can't go on your own. So she's kind of dragged along. And then Jesse ended up going too later, but we don't know that until you run out. into him as you're playing the game. Terrible decision by him. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't want to do that. Yeah, he doesn't seem super tough. Like in that moment later in the game, after he's run into Ellie, and then they're they're gonna go try. I don't know if at that point they were looking for Abby or they or what they were looking for, but they hear that like Tommy is in the area and the wolves are going after him and Jesse's like, I'm just gonna go find him. I'm gonna go get him myself. I was like, Oh, Jesse, no. <laughs> I don't know that you have those sorts of skills. But he did. I mean he yeah. lived then. So good job. So you play this whole game as Ellie, right? And then And then you play as Abby up to the same moment. 
so okay up to the point where you're playing as ellie and then you get you switch to abby did you think that you would be playing as abby for a long time did you think oh this will be the whole game again as abby i didn't think it would be that long because you'd already played as her right at the beginning in the mountains so i figured we'll we'll play as her again but uh to to play the whole three days again i didn't expect it's a very long game yes very long I started thinking this might be a full thing again with Abby when she picked up the coin. And I was like, uh, um, are we to collect 50 coins as Abby? Uh, this is going to take a while. <laughs> yeah, sure. But you start off playing as Abby when she is looking for her dad. When she's a lot younger, she's, I don't know, 14 or something. And she's out like at a a public park looking for her dad. And that's when you learn her dad is a fucking psycho who just abandons his daughter to go search through parks while zombies are roaming the the world. He came across as a little nutty to me, but maybe that's just how I make myself feel better about him being killed by Joel. I'm like, this guy could die. Who cares? He's weird. (laughs) but he does rescue a zebra from a bad situation, a perilous situation. So that was Mm. nice. And then is Abby your, some of the main things that happen with Abby are that she is hanged, but, but survives it because she's saved by Lev and Yara who are Seraphites who have been shunned. Basically they're trying to kill them because Lev is transgender and that's not allowed. So I really love everything with those characters. I think the Abby part of the game is actually way better than the Ellie part of the game, much more exciting. A lot of the things that Abby has, a lot of her weapons, exploding bullets and stuff are like way cooler than what Ellie has. I don't know. What did you think? Yeah, I think, I think it's true that her her section of the game is more exciting. Definitely has more like bigger set pieces and stuff, like the bridge and the um, the ride through the Seraphite Island, mm-hmm. where it's all you know bigger fights on their island. Yeah, I kind of liked Ellie's section because it's more like the first game where you're just sort of sneaking around and looking through drawers and throwing bottles and stuff. So I quite liked that. Plus, I really liked the section in the suburbs where you're. Uh, um, just kind of sneaking around and being really good at it. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, Ellie, Ellie Abby's more. Uh, I guess she fights some humans too, but it's more like infected and. And there's just more excitement in the Abby parts, yeah. and yeah, a lot more like exploration and searching in the Ellie parts. And then a very interesting moment in Abby's part is the sex scene with Ellie. (laughs) In the boat, yes. That kind of came out of nowhere. I I didn't see that happening, really. Yeah, that's the only thing that I truly... Everything else, there are a lot of things that I would maybe change. But that thing, I go, what the fuck were you thinking? Especially the way it happened. Like, they're arguing 
and mm. getting really mad at each other like it's going to turn into a physical fight and then they start kissing which is not an uncommon thing in media but it just really does not seem like the, the time for that in the game they do not seem like they like each other at all very very bad and then she's like oh are we doing this and like a doggy <laughs> she turns around and puts her butt out <laughs> And then they're having sex from behind and both fully naked. They are fully naked. Can we not just, we can imply something. We can have them start kissing and then cut to the next day. I really don't know why you thought we needed to see these characters in the midst of coitus. I don't know why you thought we needed that. I don't know why they included that. It just seemed just to make us realize that Owen was a piece of shit, I guess. Maybe. And that Abby was a piece of shit, but we already kind of knew that. So, And that Abby really loved him, I think, or something like they really cared about each other so that when he dies, you're more like, oh, wow. I mean, I I really don't know. I definitely don't think we needed it at all. A, a kiss would have been fine and it would have got the same message across without being like, okay. So all of the kids that definitely will play this are going to get to enjoy this introduction to sex also. I'd hate to imagine the fetish this is going to create. <laughs> Owen has all these all these scars on his back. That's going to be a thing for kids. <laughs> They're going to grow up. Why do I like this? Why do I want someone with burn scars? Oh, it's that fucking video game that introduced me to intimacy. <laughs> I do love the aquarium in general, though. The aquarium location? Very mm. cool. I liked it. I wonder if it's a real place, because... It's in, it's set in a real place, right? It's supposed to be the Seattle Aquarium or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I bet it is. That's very interesting. That would be mm. cool. Let's travel there. Let's go. <laughs> Not right now, obviously, but like after the pandemic. After you get through the three days as Abby, she then finds Ellie, Tommy, and Jesse in that theater immediately kills jesse there's no chance for him <laughs> tommy in the face as well we think he's dead and then her and ellie fight yeah. in the theater it's just a little sneaky situation at that point i have to tell you i already didn't want to kill abby or yeah. or ellie i didn't want i didn't at that point you're still playing as abby maybe yeah yeah and i did not want to kill ellie of course but they make you so you don't you don't have a choice because I did try to just not do anything. I thought maybe it'll be like, I don't know. But no, you you have to. Then Abby just lets her go because Dina comes in. She finds out Dina's pregnant and Lev says, hey, don't kill her. Like she's still learning to grow conscience because initially she doesn't care that Dina is pregnant. But Lev is her conscience. He's speaking for her. Hey. Try not to be a total piece of shit, Abby. Try to remember. And then and then you're playing as Ellie again, right? Yeah. When she is now living on her farm with Dina and Potato. And the baby is maybe a year old, something like that. Maybe six months. I don't know baby ages, okay? Yeah. And you think this is the end of the game. That was, I was like, okay, was here convinced. we go. Yeah. Yeah, it's been so long at that point. Yes, it's been so long. Like they're just ending with this nice 
little home moment. But then it kept going on where you had to do little things at the house where I was like, if this is the end, you're really stretching it out for no good reason. Ellie has to go bring the sheep into the barn. A, a pitchfork gets knocked over or something, and she has a PTSD flashback of uh, Joel getting beaten up, and we learn that she's not she's not okay. But at that point, she still doesn't want to go back out and look for Abby. She's just like, wow, this PTSD is no fun. But soon after, Tommy is at her house visiting and he says, hey, look, I know where Abby might be. I've talked to some people and they said they saw, you know, a muscular woman with a little kid. And this is maybe her. And and Dina and Ellie are both like, you know, this is not what I want to do anymore. We I have a family now and... And I'm already so fucked up from everything that's happened. I really don't want to do this. And Tommy totally flips his bitch switch. (laughs) (laughs) And he is like, oh, really? Oh, I guess you don't really care about Joel then. You you said that you would go after her no matter what. Huh, guess you were lying. He just really, with his now one eye, he looks very sinister in his person. He's got personality to match, which I have to assume... I have to assume he got some sort of brain damage from the being shot. And that's why he's a dick now, because he never was like that before. I know just all the trauma could create some of that, but I don't know. It's just such a switch from how he was before that. That's yeah. my assumption. But so yeah, Abby, because he says he can't, can't go after the Abby himself because right, he can't do it. Disabilities and his yeah. marriage is broken up or something. And... Yes, it was like shocking because <laughs> his wife was also incredibly unpleasant. It's like, oh, why couldn't you guys work <laughs> it out? You have so much in common. <laughs> <laughs> so then, after that encounter, like Ellie, I think it just puts that on her mind. She does start to feel guilty. She starts to think about Abby more, and she decides, I have to leave. I have to abandon my wife and child. <laughs> to go after abby yeah it very doesn't really make sense i mean i guess we're supposed to think uh, maybe she thinks this will that like completing it will will solve the the ptsd or something i think uh, so i think she thinks it'll actually like bring closure and she'll have good mental health after (laughs) but no um so then abby is out in the world looking for the fireflies to rejoin. She gets captured by the rattlers. And and then Ellie ends up getting captured by the rattlers as well. But she's kind of happy about that. She doesn't get captured. I guess she almost does, but she squirms her way out of it. And she goes more and infiltrates the rattler She gets bitten. That's important, I think. Yeah, she gets bitten, so... Or wound, yeah, she's wounded by an infected, and so they think, oh, she's dead, which she's not, because she's immune. Mm-hmm. But she is mortally wounded, it seems like. See, and I did think, like, maybe there would be some switch, like, oh, this bite actually will kill her. There was something with the how she's changed over the years. 
But no, that didn't happen. I also had another guess that maybe Abby would be immune as well because they have that scene with her and her dad. Uh, Marlene says to him, if it were your daughter, would you do it? And she says to her dad, like, if I was the one who had the immunity, I would want you to kill me to find a cure. So I thought that would have been kind of interesting at the end if somehow you find out that she she's bitten and then she's also immune. It would also be stupid and like, oh, that's convenient. But, you know, I'd like it in a way. I, sometimes I like some <laughs> formulate. <laughs> so Ellie finds out, she just, Ellie never for a moment has sympathy for Abby. She, she does this throughout the whole game with any character she's looking to hunt, where she'll hear, oh, they got captured by someone or whatever. And she'll go, gosh, I hope those people didn't kill her because I want to. (laughs) So she, Ellie has not grown much through the game. She is staying as angry as ever. So even when she finds out Abby has been locked in this prison cell and then tied to a stake outside in the sun to die, she still, she sees her there. She sees that she's now thin, wasted away, malnourished, head head shaved or her hair really yeah. short, like a, like a fucked up doll that you were like, I give haircut to Dolly. <laughs> she looked like that Rachel Dratch character that has the baby arm growing out of its head. <laughs> and she still doesn't feel sympathy for her she just doesn't i think for a moment she goes she goes fine i'll let you go right you can just go whatever but about two seconds later she she has a flashback to joel being beaten and she goes no fuck this we're gonna fucking fight a pretty good fight i thought i kind of liked it it's not uh it's just like a boxing you know there's no you don't use any items or anything Mm -hmm. no uh guns and you I mean, it's, you know, it's a boss fight, so you, she, you learn her moves, and after three three times or whatever of hitting her, you finally knock her down and then start drowning her. But you give up right at the last minute because it seems like it's not what Joel would have wanted, uh, which kind of... He kind of would have wanted it, I think. He, it seems like definitely the kind of guy who would have drowned someone like that. Do you think it was because that wasn't what Joel would have wanted? I don't remember if they... I think there's some sort of flashback to Joel or something, isn't there, where he's... Oh, see, I don't know if that's supposed to be what... It's not what Joel would have wanted, or more just her having a nice memory of Joel instead of the, like, him being beaten to death. And maybe it... Maybe it makes her feel like she's healed enough just by almost killing her. I'm not really Mm. sure what the flashback to Joel means, but it's something that it softens her. Somehow seeing Joel as he used to be during this moment they had together, like takes away some of the anger for whatever reason. I forget the order it comes in, but yeah, th- th- at some point they're like, we see her last day with Joel or her last night with Joel. Mm-hmm. And they're like, agree to forgive each other. Or she agrees to forgive him and start like working on forgiving him. She did find out during this game that he had to kill everyone at the hospital in order to save her because she was going to die for the cure. You're welcome. It's not <laughs> like, why would you be? <laughs> Seriously. Like, I don't get why she's so mad. It really doesn't make sense. Mm. I think he should be able to say, I know Joel doesn't really say many emotional things, but just say like, my daughter died 
right in front of me, right in my arms. I couldn't lose another daughter. Yeah. So you can't be mad at me for this. Sorry. (laughs) And I'm like, he's like her dad too. It's like, we want your dad to let you die. Like, it's just so stupid, but I guess she's a petulant teen or whatever. So she doesn't really have that sort of view of it, but it's really frustrating how she, she's so mad at him for not letting them kill her. But yeah, then they have that last conversation where she says, you know, I do want to forgive you and repair our relationship. And Joel is like tearing up, drinking from his owl mug that is not available in the Naughty Dog store. You can buy a fucking Rustin's mug. I don't want a Rustin's mug. There was a Rustin's on every fucking corner. Okay. It's like Starbucks in this goddamn game. I don't want a Rustin's mug. I want Joel's owl mug. And so Ellie lets Abby go and starts to grow a little bit. Cause I was really very mad at Ellie by this point in the game. You're we like, Jesus fucking Christ, would you just grow? Please. The game is real. They're trying to get you to make changes. Oh yes. Well, well in the fight when she's drowning her, uh, Abby bites off her couple of her fingers, which is important because it means later she can't play the guitar anymore. Very symbolic what it's taken from her so she kind of loses this connection to joel out of this stubborn need for revenge Mm. and no one's at the house anymore she loses a lot from going back to get revenge dean is gone potato is gone all of her stuff is still there they don't give a shit and then she goes on her way i assume to try to find them to move back to jackson to make amends i don't know but Will they forgive you? Should they forgive you? I don't know. And Abby goes off to be with Lev, who is not doing too hot, but I'm sure he'll live. They end up somewhere. Maybe game three will be about them. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, I kind of think they were trying to make you develop enough of a bond with Abby that maybe she could be more of a lead, but it's like, no, she's, like I said, she's not likable, really. She's she's okay at best. Yeah, I never felt... Like I wanted her to win, certainly. Yeah, I never felt a real connection to her. In a way, I wanted her to win only because Ellie was being so ridiculous. It's like, have a little compassion, Ellie. Like, it's hard to root for you when you're being this brutal. You know, because you did murder all of her friends. Like, And I know that was justified to a degree, but she murdered one of your people. You murdered like eight of her friends, so. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think, yeah, everything after her choosing to go back off, go to try to get Abby again after the farm. I was going, well, I don't really agree with this. There doesn't seem much point to you doing this. Yeah. Once Abby let you go, it's like, you don't get to then go after her. She could have killed you. She won already. So let it go. I did. So I liked the final fight. I liked watching it. Mm. Uh, I didn't like that it happened at all, really. But I think the way it looked was, it was appropriate or whatever. And once you know, she's not going to kill Abby, it's fine. But the actual gameplay of it, actually playing it, sucked. What I just have to press square a thousand times. Like, why is that fun? That's just like, oh, here's the boss fight. <laughs> like, that's, that's not... Why? Why, yeah. guys? Why? There's no skill involved. It's only annoying. My thumb is, like, hurting. I'm like... Ugh, very annoyed with that choice. But 
that wasn't my experience with it. Maybe it's because I'm just you know a better gamer. Uh, but, you uh, like pressing square. Over I thought you just press square. I don't remember it like that. Like, don't you, isn't there a dodge? There's a dodge. There's two buttons. Oh, excuse me. I forgot you have to dodge her attacks also, but that's yeah, it. I think, yeah, that's supposed to be it. Is you you wait for her to attack, dodge them, and then you you know counterattack. I don't think you're just supposed to spam attack at her. Maybe that's what a a weaker gamer would would do. It's still not good gameplay mechanics. Whether yeah. you press square only a couple times or a lot of times, <laughs> there's not a lot of skill involved. I just felt like it was disappointing. It was anticlimactic for a final fight and something like this. Is there anything else in the game that you like really loved? I, I really liked the way you first get into Seattle and then it's kind of an open world kind of game for a little bit where you can choose what to do i thought that was really interesting but um it never really turned into like an open world game i mean it's mainly you 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 can travel between missions basically and then once you travel there you have to go inside a building and the building is its own set set thing it's not like you can snipe snipe the guys from outside the windows or anything you can't do anything creative like that but uh, I thought that was really good where you can just ride around and choose what you want to do next. I did enjoy playing that, but I think a lot of things with this game are only good on the first playthrough. Playing through it a second time, that open world part, I'm like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. It feels so tedious. It takes forever. You realize that nothing happens in that part. It's so boring. But playing it the first time, very cool, very satisfying. You find all the areas, you get an achievement. It's like, hooray. I There are a lot of things, like even Ellie's performance of Take On Me, you can't skip. And I don't know if that's a deal they have with AHA or what. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to be able to skip this. I don't need to see this. And um, a lot of the beginning when you're walking and talking, walking through the snow, playing the game with the kids, the snowballs, you can't skip these things. Good God, it's so slow. That farm, the first farm bit, very slow. Yeah. Yes. Holding the baby, walking around. Yes. Looking in the mirror with the baby, going and dancing. (laughs) Dina and watching her put laundry on the clothesline it's like I get it it's like world building or whatever and we're like (laughs) yeah a little much overall I thought it was a very good game it's not one of my favorite games because I just uh, the horror in it I I couldn't get on board it's too scary I don't like scary games but uh, I would never seek out a scary game to play for myself it was only because this one was so famous that I felt I had to play it but it was very good. Everything other than the, well, even the horror bits were good for the game. I mean, it made sense that they would be scary, but uh, overall, uh, yeah, very good game. Not not personally for me. And then how did you think it compared to the first one? That's tricky. I think it was, I think I liked the first one better. I'm not sure why though. Maybe because it was shorter or it had more it was more concise in what it was trying to do. But yeah, I think I liked I liked the first one more. But the second one was so impressive in just terms of everything with the, the ropes and the grass and, you know, it looked amazing. But uh, yeah, not quite as good as the first. Yeah, that's what I keep trying to like figure out why the first one feels better 
even though the second one has a lot of improvements made like technically mm -hmm. graphically or whatever like what is it that makes the first one have more of the draw and the only thing I could come up with the, was the love versus revenge element, but I'm sure there's a lot more to that. I think like more concise controls. I don't know how, how you should word that, but they're like the way you kill people feels more in your control. The sneaking feels more in your control, like to a degree in the newer one, I, especially as the difficulty gets harder. I think they changed a lot of that to make the sneaking a lot harder. And I'm not playing it on the hardest difficulty. I will not. It doesn't seem fun. The second one does not seem like a game that would be fun on a harder difficulty. Do you need a caffeine fix? Tired of running from zombies and running out of energy before you know it? Step on into Rustin Coffee, where we can offer you bold, medium, or light ranges of coffee for whatever your caffeine needs may be, as well as your taste buds needs. <laughs> Though the stores have been abandoned for 20 years and all employees are dead, that doesn't mean you can't find ammo, health packs, and the occasional zombie in a Rustin Coffee. You may even find an old blueberry scone, <laughs> but I don't recommend you eat it because you probably would die, but you will soon anyway. So take your chances. Come down to Rustin Coffee. There's one on every corner and they'll make you feel a false sense of safety with their familiar family friendly vibe. Still not convinced? Well, Rustin's can also be a great place to take out your anger on the glass display cases where we held baked goods before the zombie apocalypse occurred. Punch through glass, shred up your hands, and feel a sense of relief that comes from bloodletting. And then, why not take a cup of joe to go? It'll help you outrun the zombies that are definitely following close behind.